From Phoenix to Fredonia, Tucson to Tuba City, the Arizona Department of Transportation is connecting Arizona. Everyone, everywhere, every day. Now you're connected to On the Road with ADOT. And good day, wherever you may happen to be. This is the podcast of the Arizona Department of Transportation. My name is Doug, and I'm here with the director of the Arizona Department of Transportation. Uh, could you take, give me your name one more time? What is that? Uh, you're, you're, uh, we're not sure here? No. No? Huh? We have a real problem already. Oh. We're getting started here. We don't even know who the <laughs> boss is. John Halakowski, the director of the Arizona Department of Transportation, who is excellent at what he does and a good sport, too, for which we are grateful. <laughs> Why, thank you, Doug. I'm sure that my credit card will come in handy on your next outing. <laughs> it's good to know. Good to know. Um, you have been director here for a minute. It's well, been a while. A minute and 13 years. Yeah, 13 years. Is that a record? That's pretty well, close, isn't I it? I think there may be one other director that might have been here a little bit longer, but I'm fast approaching. You're you're right up there. I and, am up there. And, and where do you hail from originally? I don't think you're a native of Arizona. Am I correct? No, I am originally a Hoosier. A Hoosier. We're up near Fort Wayne. Fort we won't Indiana. bring up the Final Four, the NCAA in recent <laughs> years, so we'll, we'll be I'd, politic. I'd be grateful if you did. I, well, we, we can't talk about certain other teams as well. Anyway, uh, you been here for 13 years and you are the director of ADOT and we talk about how transportation is a personal thing right and we know it here at ADOT because we hear from people all the time good bad and indifferent um, what do you find when you when you go out in the world and, and you're at the grocery store or wherever you might be hanging out and somebody says so what do you do and you tell them what what do you tell people you do well thankfully Doug no one recognizes me at the grocery store <laughs> that so can be a blessing did, you know i might be waiting there a long time in line but seriously you know when i go out and talk to people and tell them what i do um usually their first uh response to me is when are you going to fix the potholes in my street yeah that's <laughs> and, uh yeah so you know be. or what are you going to do about high gas prices yeah and to, for the record we have absolutely positively nothing to, to do, do with, with gasoline prices. prices. In fact, we, is that, that's interesting. Sometimes we get people who say, have you noticed that this freeway has a problem here or there? Or this? And, and, and I want to say, and sometimes do say, yes, we drive the roads too. We are our own customers, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. You know, whether it's uh, complaints we get about litter, about potholes, about congestion, about wait times at MVD, I just want folks to realize that all of our ADOT families, all of our employees have to drive those same roads, do the same things you do. So, you know, we feel your pain at times and we want you to know we understand. And we don't get any special treatment. We pay the fees you pay. We have to obey the speed limit you obey and all that. Like we just don't talk about the secret tunnel up to Flagstaff. We don't get in there. No. no, or the one, you know, down to Tucson on I-10 that's <laughs> congested on a Friday afternoon. Right. Yeah, we have to deal with that as well. Um, what is the biggest change you've seen in the last 13 oh. years, if, if, if there's any one particular? Well, um, you know, it's hard to put just a particular change on there because there have been so many. I mean, so many changes in technology that we've seen. You know, obviously everybody has a cell phone or pretty much everyone does these days. But when you think about it, you know, changes in vehicle technology, driver self-assist issues uh, in the vehicle. You know, last time I went to buy a new car, um, I think the manual was about 700 pages thick on yeah. how to use every feature. War and peace. Oh, I'll tell you. So we're seeing things, you know, with auto 
automated vehicles now, electric vehicles. Um, we're using drones to inspect bridges. We have dynamic message boards. Um, I mean, you name it. There's a lot of technology changes that are facing not only the department, but all the drivers on the road. And so what, what's the mindset we have to have here at ADOT to, to be kind of at the cutting edge of that? Because a lot of people don't think of government as being on the cutting edge, but we try to be here. And that's, you know, MVD, the highway side, everything. We're, we're always looking at what, how to, how to right. do what. Well, speaking of MVD, look at the latest cutting edge we just did. We can now load your license onto your iPhone. Yeah, an Apple Apple ID. Right. And you or know, an Apple wallet, rather. I'm sorry. I mean, it's a secure way to carry your license in the future, and I think that service is going to expand well beyond the TSA someday to where many vendors are going to be able to take your ID over your phone. So those changes keep coming fast. You have to be flexible. You have to be innovative. You have to be willing to listen and, and think about, okay, is this the right thing to do for us and for the public? Now, uh, MVD, you just mentioned it's near and dear to your heart and to mine. You were actually the deputy director at MVD, and I have spent time representing the MVD in my job here. Um, and as I've been to Rotary Clubs and so forth, and some people will say, well, uh, they talk about the the movie, the Disney movie with the sloth is behind oh, right, the, the right, motor vehicle right, counter and all yeah. that good stuff. And I say, yeah, we have kids or grandkids, too. We, we see that all the time. Um Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing with the MVD, because that's probably the most customer-centric part. I mean, the highways are obviously essential, but in terms of customer interaction, the MVD is where it's at, and the reputation is A, but the reality is something else, I think. Well, I think the reality is actually quite different from what the reputation is. Um, So, you know, I was deputy director of motor vehicle back in the Stone Ages, back in 1990. You know, Fred and Barney were registering their vehicle. You know, we were carving out license plates on stone (laughs) tablets. But, you know, it wasn't that bad. But you look at what's available today. And and I think the biggest thing you can say about MVD today is we finally cracked the wait time problem. You know, when I was deputy director, we threw everything we had at it. I mean, more money, more people, changing in office architecture, everything we could do to reduce the lines. But really, it wasn't until Governor Ducey introduced the Arizona management system. We took that process apart piece by piece and found out where all the hangups and all the problems were. We've reduced wait times, you know, from an average of 70 minutes to where we see our customers in under 15, and in most cases, they're out in under 30. So incredible things we've done with that. Yeah, it's almost unbelievable when you tell people that. And then you hear the stories, when, like I said, when I used to go to Rotary Clubs mm-hmm. and do that kind of thing right. prior to COVID, um, yeah, you get, uh, fortunately, I didn't even have to plant them in the audience, right. but I'd say, somebody would stand up and say, yeah, I was there a month ago, in and out. And uh, I think that's, you mentioned the, the management, Arizona on a management system what what does that mean i mean from a person from the brand new hire who's just you know typing out uh, papers sure. to sure. you the director can do what to, to make differences so what they can do is is we teach them how to look at the process and and really the arizona management system is a form of lean people have heard about six sigma or sure. lean governance and and we have trained folks and still teach them and develop them ongoing how to look at that process <laughs> and find issues with it and problems in it and basically how to remove waste from the process when your mvd wait times were two hours there was a lot of waste built into that government's famous for waste we're learning how to remove it and we were learning from the people on the ground 
on the site, people who could say, I, I see a problem here. Absolutely. It's not just leadership that gets trained in how to spot these things or how to look at things with new eyes. We train all of our folks from the ground up. So frontline workers are well educated in lean processes. They use measurements. They use boards. They huddle every day. What did we do yesterday? How did we do? What can we do better today? And what are we going to do tomorrow? So really, it, it's from the ground up where they looked at their process and said, Here's where waste is, and here's how to get rid of it. We're, we're trying to save taxpayers money and time. Well, as we say, we want you out of the line and on the road. Absolutely. Now, we had a real shakedown cruise over the last two-plus years. Uh, hopefully, we're, we're on the downside of that and, and getting to some sense of normalcy. We're, we'll send up a prayer and a flare for that one. Um, but that when, when COVID came along, uh, MVD never closed, not once. Nope. And we're talking statewide. I mean, if there are a few minor closures here and there for, for various reasons, but the, the agency stayed open. What did we learn, not only at MVD, but system-wide, about when you've got this unusual situation that is unprecedented, it's a crisis, what did you learn and what did we learn as an agency about how to serve the public in the middle of that? Well, you know, it's funny you should <laughs> mention crises because after having been here for 13 years as director, I, I will tell you that it's not my first rodeo. Yeah. Um, if folks will remember, in 2008, the economy just blew apart, and we were in economic freefall. We were, and, indeed. And, you know, the agency had to deal with that. But dealing with that was much like we dealt with COVID in that we have a service to provide to people out there. We have to be open 24-7. People may not give a second thought to their highway system or their transportation system being available, but at ADOT, a lot of dedicated people were saying, hey, we have to be able to continue the service. We can't stop. Folks need to get where they need to go. They need to come to MVD and do their business, register their cars, title their vehicles. And so ADOT was open 24-7. I think the big thing there was that we really worked together as one ADOT because, you know, with 3,600 people, they all have jobs and they're all interconnected to keeping the system open. So flexibility, communication, looking at where we had waste in the process and then finding out where we could improve um, to keep people connected, everyone, everywhere, every day. Every day. And a big part of the culture here is that if you come up with an idea, no matter who you are, whether you're the director or you're just somebody who's uh, doing a much different job than you do, there's not necessarily a bad idea. It may not work eventually, but we're going to give you a shot. Right. And so we call those ideas Kaizens, which is a Japanese word that just means improvement at the place where you're working. And they may be as small as, you know, I, I watched a video. Our guys used to fill those crash barrels with shovels. It, it would take them two hours to fill a crash those, barrel. Those big yellow barrels at the big end of a guardrail. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. you know, you've seen them out there on the road. And those are full of sand. And you can imagine a couple guys with shovels. <laughs> well, you know, that's backbreaking work in 110 degree heat. And, and what they came up with was a way to use a, a scoop loader. And they built a funnel for those barrels. What used to take two hours now. Now it takes two minutes which means those guys aren't breaking their backs in 110 degree heat but they're out there able to do something Fix very important rail you know mow grass make sure that the system is safe and you know a lot of complaints we get about litter um so those guys are out there cleaning the sides of the highways where we can but they folks need to realize that our maintenance workers have a lot of duties litter being one of them but first they have to make sure the system is safe and that it's open Right. And I know that speaking of litter for the last year or so, you have really taken this somewhat to heart here, very much to heart, that 
we want to attack this problem, but it does seem that it has gotten worse in, in, in some regards, but it's not an ADOT. It's obviously, we're the ones picking it up. What would you say to folks about that? Because we, we do see it and we are addressing it. Well, you know, it's unsightly and, and we have some of the most beautiful highways in the country. And, and I often get compliments from folks on the artwork on the freeways. And nothing's worse than driving along and seeing trash on the side of the road. ADOT doesn't put the trash there. Nope. As you said, we have to pick it up. But my preference would be for people to keep that trash inside their cars, make sure the beds of their trucks, the loads are secured, they don't have trash blowing out of there. Um, because it costs taxpayer money for us to go out and do that. And obviously, we can't get to what we need to. That may be, um, you know, of another critical nature for our maintenance workers to be covering. And, you know, we continue to work with, with uh, the Department of Corrections uh, for inmate labor. We'll probably be looking at some more contract labor. Our goal is to keep the highways clean, but our priority is first to keep them safe. And to that end, I mean, litter is ugly, but you talked about loads coming off. If a ladder or a mattress oh, or who knows what else comes off, that can be deadly. Oh, it absolutely can be. And and then, you know, it's a hazard in the middle of the freeway, and it's a hazard for someone to go out and pick it up. I mean, I, I've seen, you know, Department of Public Safety officers out there trying to get out onto the freeway to, to remove something. You know, and then I would say to the trucking industry, please keep those tires on the trailer at the proper pressure. There's nothing more dangerous than when those so-called gators are flying off and and laying in the middle of the roadway absolutely um let's talk a little bit real quickly about some of the exciting projects we have uh, because uh we we joked about the tunnel which is not real (laughs) between phoenix and flagstaff and so forth but we are addressing things like that in uh in that part of the world yep so so you know some events have happened over the past few years um certainly you know the governor's leadership and and you know the legislature has come up with funding but i-17 is a very exciting project we're looking at you know having lived um, here in the valley for over 30 years now myself i'm well aware of what happens on friday afternoon trying to head north and coming back on sunday uh it's very difficult bottleneck for people that just want to get where they're going you know whether um they're coming home or or leaving and and so i think you know with what we've been able to do with uh, the appropriations and the revenues that we have plus federal grants um we are looking at really starting construction you know in this calendar year so that we can put flex lanes and, and add lanes all the way up to sunset point and that speaking of covid it brings me back to we we would hear from people saying hey the traffic is down why don't you just do some of these projects now it doesn't work that way we this this no. people don't understand not to sound inefficient but we have to follow a lot of rules and, and funding and we just can't build freeways when we feel like it you know i you know, if this were the 1950s, we could go out and blade the desert and throw some blacktop <laughs> down, but things don't work that way anymore. Which is um, a good thing. It I mean, is a good thing because we want to be good stewards of the environment. We want to make sure that, you know, we're we're practicing social justice and where projects go. And all of that is part of the National Environmental Policy Act, which we follow very closely with our partners at FHWA, our regional planning partners and our locals. So, you know, it's it's a complex thing to put together a project the size of i-17 or any project for that matter well and we have many working as you know we completed south mountain a couple years ago and um, we're working on the broadway curve at i-10 we just opened up the state route 189 in nogales with uh, flyovers there you know and we've got some other big projects underway for the future now that nogales project um that's a big deal no matter where you are i mean it's it's important to, to the safety of driving conditions in nogales but that has 
meaning really in this half of the country? Well, it actually has meaning for the whole country since Mexico is one of the largest suppliers of fresh produce for the country. And, and you know, as a transportation department, we're just not looking at pavement. We look at the economic um, development of, of what these projects can bring. And if you take a look around the valley, whether it's along the 101 or the 303 um, or, or SR24, you start to see where these projects really bring in industry, um, business, jobs for people. And State Route 189 is just the same. It's not just produce that comes from Mexico. We trade um, between Arizona and Mexico combined $36 billion a year. That's a lot of product coming across the border. And so we estimate before a project or a product's finished, it might cross the border four times mm-hmm. as it gets built. So this is huge business for the state, for its economy and its people. Um, you know, it happens in Nogales where you build this, but as you said, it has an effect on the entire state and country. And so people know what, what this is, is in the elevator pitches, we built flyover ramps so that uh, commercial traffic can go from the port of entry at Nogales and get on I-19 without having to go through city streets. Right. And one of the big reasons we did that was for safety. Uh, the Nogales High School, it, it comes out at Frank Reed Road and combining high school traffic with a lot of heavy truck commercial traffic is just not a safe thing to do. So safety number one, and, and then those flyovers will improve truck time and, um, be an economic benefit safety is the byword here at adot and true north that's our true north and i just did a a a speaking engagement recently where i had a a gentleman from the mesa maintenance district come out and talk about work zone safety Uh, talk to us about the employees at adot because it's so easy for anybody to to, to say okay well they're just government workers and so on and so forth but i'm especially thinking of the the folks who are out there on the front lines who are putting construction barriers out there who are right next to traffic and so forth tell us about those as people and what they mean to to you and to the public well there's nothing worse than having to call a family and and talk about you know their family member who was killed while working alongside the road and whether it's adot personnel whether it's dps personnel other law enforcement or contractors that we hire to work alongside the road it's very dangerous and and personally i've experienced that i've gone out with crews to put up signs along the freeway and you know, if you've been out there with traffic going by you um, 65, 70 miles an hour, you realize just one wrong step, um, how that could just have tragic consequences. So I would say to drivers out there, look, I, I know you need to get where you want to go and then you want to get there quickly, but it's not worth sacrificing someone's safety or yours. Just please be careful in that because someone's loved one is working in there. It might be yours, but it definitely is someone's loved one. And our true north here is that we want to get everyone safely home to their loved ones. Yeah, everybody has a chance, should deserve a chance to get home to their spouse, their their children, grand, whatever it is, friends, no matter, everybody. And these are people that we're talking about here. There's some interesting research that our Broadway Curve folks did that if you uh, go on, the, it's an 11-mile project, which is, of course, is huge. Um, if you were to go 75 miles an hour through that project, which is against the speed limit anyway, but it's really bad since it's a 55-mile-an-hour right now as a, as a work zone. If you were to do that, it saves you three minutes as opposed to going 55 miles an hour. So the question I, I would ask is, is somebody's life worth the length of a hit song? Well, you know, there, there really is no cost. You, you can put 
on a life. And, and it's very difficult, you know, when people say that I've got to be there very quickly and this is very important to me to get where I'm going. And, and you're right. It's just not worth the price of someone's life. I really wish we could get people to slow down on the system. It's not uncommon for me to be driving on the system and, and see people doing well in excess of 75 miles per hour. Oh, and easily. I, I yeah. would just ask all of you out there, please, you know, um, your car may feel like it can go that fast, but the laws of physics haven't changed. It still takes a certain amount of time to stop at the speed from where you're going, the weight of your vehicle. Be careful out there. Exercise some patience. Absolutely. Um, as we get close to wrapping this up, what is your biggest surprise that, that you've had as director? Uh, that uh, When you came here, you thought you didn't think you would see that or experience that, if there is such a thing. Well, I, I think... <laughs> Probably, you know, many people that take over a large organization, you know, ADOT's 3,600 or more people, uh, close to 3,700. Our budget's a little bit over a billion dollars a year. And I really thought I could come in and change culture probably within a year or two. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized that after about year two going into year three, this was going to be a longer prospect and it was going to take a lot of people to get it done. And, and I think the biggest surprise is, is that when you look at ADOT and the number of different things that we do, because we don't just issue driver's licenses or put pavement down on the roads. We run the ports of entry and do commercial vehicle safety inspections. As I said, we've got finance department, right-of-way department, and real estate um, you got folks in procurement. You got folks in uh, human resources. The department's operations are very intricate and complicated. And I think the big surprise was that um, you realize every single job is incredibly important because it all has to function every day to keep that system open twenty four seven, so that we keep everybody connected every day, everywhere. Kind of a mosaic. Um, well, thank you. If if there's one thing. That, that you would want the public to take away about their feelings about Department of Transportation in Arizona, what would that be? What I would want them to take away is, is to realize our true north is to get everyone safely home. And, and everything that goes along with that is extremely important in how you behave on the road and also in your understanding of what we're doing. It may seem overly bureaucratic, it may seem at times that we're moving too slowly, but what we want you to take away from this is we're doing our best to make sure that you get home safely. Thank you, ADOT Director John Halakowski, here on our podcast at the Arizona Department of Transportation. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Thanks for spending some time on the road with ADOT. To learn more about ADOT, visit our website at azdot.gov, where you can also connect with our links to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Flickr, and YouTube. That's at azdot.gov. Goodbye for now, and thanks for being on the road with ADOT.